This is Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross, a board-certified personal injury lawyer. Hello and thank you again for listening to Tort Talk with Terrence Gross of Gross and Schuster. If you've been listening to the past few episodes, well, the past seven episodes actually, the topic of the Israel war with Hamas and Gaza has been the topic that we've been discussing. Uh, I say we, I'm Paul Stadden. I am the person who hosts and owns the microphones and has the studio, but uh, really the person that you are listening for, of course, is Terrence. He's the one who is up on the news. And of course, if you want any questions about this topic or any other topics, you can leave comments on these podcasts. And I, the person who tries to stand in for you, will make sure that I ask the questions to Terrence. Thank you once again for joining me in the studio, Terrence. Glad to be here, and I'm glad that people are, are uh, listening to this topic, and it's apropos mm-hmm. and current, and uh, at some point I'll move on, but right now, uh, Israel is first most mm-hmm. in my mind. And it's unfortunate that these discussions seem to have to come up a lot. We've talked about Ukraine, uh, we're now talking about Israel and Gaza, and, and of course we'll have other issues like this arise again in the future. Um but let's talk about maybe the broader view. Uh, we've been talking very specifically about this war. Let's talk about the possibility of peace. It, is it possible to have peace with Israel and the Arab or Muslim people, and whether this is you know official peace with the states or peace between each individual? I don't know. But what are your thoughts? At one time when I was a young man, I... I believe so. I, I think we came close in the 1980s and 90s. Uh, G, uh, Jimmy Carter tried. Bill Clinton got as close as mm-hmm. anybody. Anwar Sadat was very sympathetic. Of course, he got assassinated for, for being too compliant. Uh, so we we got as close, but we, there's been many overtures historically over time where Israel has offered some type of solution that has been rejected so i am now 69 years old and it's not just this war but Mm -hmm. but the war has just accented it uh that i've come to believe that uh peace in that given area is virtually impossible and i'll tell Mm -hmm. you why uh it took me a while to figure this out but it didn't take gola my ear very long to uh, Mm -hmm. figure it out and she was the female prime minister many decades ago and she had a famous quote that was really good back then and is still true today. It rings true today. And her quote was, there'll never be peace in Israel until they love their children more than they hate us. And that hasn't occurred. Uh, so again, it's not just the regular Palestinian people, but Hamas would rather the young Palestinian children die become some type of martyr or whatever because to suit their cause. They're willing to sacrifice their own people. And and, and, and yes, it's on the pictures of of the newspapers around and, and maybe getting people to sympathize with the Palestinians. It's all about that. The, the, the Hamas is very sophisticated in their public relations and this just suits their 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 format. And then there's this um, college campus slogan that we're hearing over and over again and, and we heard our uh talib or whatever her name is from michigan who just mm-hmm. got censured mm-hmm. and the slogan to many doesn't mean much but the from the river to the sea 
from the river to the sea. What the heck does that mean? It means that there will be no peace until all the Jews are pushed from the Jordan River all the way into the sea, mm. until they're eliminated from Israel, either dead or just gone. I heard another quote. They said, if, whoever they are, Muslims, because uh, you, you got Hezbollah, you got Hamas, but if they, collectively, were to lay down their arms, there would be peace. Hmm. If the Jews were to lay down their arms, there would be genocide. Hmm. That's the difference. They'd be slaughtered. So, um, so uh, it, it just, it, it's so obvious to me now. So again, that there, you can't negotiate in those terms. I'm a personal injury lawyer. If you were the insurance company, and I'm I'm bringing a claim against you, and right. you offer me zero, <laughs> and I think I have a legitimate claim. How do I settle with that? And you're saying, "Hey, it's zero, dude. We we think we're gonna." Then I go to court and let a jury decide, right. right? Because there's no negotiation. You said zero, so even though my client wants to settle, my client doesn't want to go to court, and that's where Israel is mm. on, on this thing. So the Israelis, they don't even, you know, they don't even call it. Peace over there. You know what they call it? What? Quiet. Ah. They want quiet, which means no bombs coming, no bomb shelters. They want quiet. And they'll talk about, oh, we had a quiet period. It was nine months. And they're so happy to go nine months without many rockets. So they had a uh, 2014 incursion. I might call it a war, but call it what you want. I mean, whatever it was. Uh, and I think that at that time... Uh, whether it was Hamas or the likes of Hamas, they sent in uh, 4,000 rockets. Israel's already had over 10,000 rockets fired upon them in the past month. 10,000. Now, here's an interesting statistic. I love hearing this. So now the PLO sympathizers say, well, look at the carnage. Uh, there's been thousands and thousands of Palestinians killed and very few Israelis uh, since October 7th. Well, why is that? Number one, the Israelis have the Iron Dome. They are intercepting rockets. The U.S. has warships. They've been intercepting rockets. So these rockets meant to create carnage and death have been intercepted, blown up in mm -hmm. the air, and thank goodness haven't harmed as many. And unfortunately, over in Gaza, they have no such thing. But once again, it is very populated. So I, I talked in a previous show how small the Gaza Strip is. It is actually called the Gaza Strip because it's five miles wide, 25 miles long. Down here, we got Pensacola yeah. Beach. So, you know, it's, it's something like that. You know, so it's, it's just a strip. I mean, it's not much of anything. And, and yet, there's over two million people. I mean, it's just crammed with people. And because the Hamas is purposefully hold up in these cities like Gaza City is the most populated. That's where they'll hold up. They're not out in the desert in a bunker with a command post where we could do a GPS and just blow them all up. And, and even though there was some bad press last week where they uh, blew up a refugee camp. And that sounds horrible until you realize it was one of the top leaders. One of the top leaders. So do you think 
This top leader of Hamas was just accidentally in a refugee camp? Uh, no. And and um, I saw an interesting article that there are they they labeled three of the leaders of Hamas now whatever they call them generals. I don't know what their title is. And they their net worth there's three of them with a net worth of over a billion dollars mm. each. A billion, mm. not a million, billion. These poor. Palestinians, they got, where did this money come from? Probably all the aid that mm-hmm. we were trying to get to the mm-hmm. people that they've taken on themselves. And then meanwhile, all you hear is, oh, these people don't have water and food. Well, what about your billionaire Hamas leader? Why don't you fork over a billion dollars and send some water trucks in there and, and some food and, and medicine and, and all that? But no. So th- th- this whole narrative is so construed. And I just wish that the American Muslim people, because in America, at least you could stand up and say something and, and you probably won't be killed or, or, or whatever. You can stand. I wish they would just come up and say the truth because they know it. Many of them know it and, and have joined, enjoyed being in an American and adopted, but they're very quiet. They're very scared. And, and, and but that makes them complicit because the, the truth needs to get out there and, and that as i've said in other programs 20 percent of israelis are muslim or arab or whatever you call 20 percent the knesset is the is the our equivalent of congress they, they have arab representatives that are duly elected and members of the knesset um and 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 yet you you hear all these untruths about the genocide or whatever it doesn't go on in Israel, before this incursion started, Israel gave out 20,000 visas for Palestinian workers to come in Israel, daily workers to come in, do the, the, the checkpoints, and go to their jobs. Now, they there is truth, and I don't think a lot of people know this, but in the kibbutzes, how did these Hamas fighters know so much about the kibbutzes and the layouts and where the safe rooms were and all that because a lot of these so-called visa workers who the the lady that was cleaning the house or whatever the gardener whoever was there as a visa worker uh gave them intel they had a they had way too much intel and knew where they kept their guns they had they kept their guns in a separate facility all this was known it was so plotted out every detail of this was was plotted out and even now israel's being played so what has happened you got to understand hamas did this what happened i mean they knew when they went and did this israel mm-hmm. wasn't gonna just take it sitting down right so they knew retribution would what happened they wanted the retribution they wanted to, and then and they want and part of their scheme is they want dead Palestinian children that they could put on the newspapers to show how bad Israel really is. Mm. Because Israel wasn't indiscriminately just killing Palestinian children. They don't just go around and shoot. And again, they gave the Gaza Strip to them unilaterally in 2005. Unfortunately, it fell in the hands of uh, Hamas in 2007 and, 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 and has been bad for Israel and bad for the Palestinian people. Mm. Uh, the big question that we can't answer today, maybe next episode when yep. we get back, is say Israel prevails and mm. they kind of pretty much eliminate Hamas as much as possible. What then? 
because they don't want to occupy, believe me, they, they, they're, they're done occupying Gaza. But who takes over? That void, and that's the problem because when America got rid of Saddam Hussein, right, the evil Saddam Hussein, what mm -hmm. happened to that void? ISIS. Had you ever heard of ISIS before that? I'd never heard of ISIS. It, and they, they, they came after Saddam, uh, Saddam uh, Hussein was dead, and that void was created. So I'm, I'm, I am a bit fearful of what's the next shoe to drop. Who is going to take over? How do we get a moderate-type organization that will build schools, that will help these people with their plight? Hmm. Well, I hope it's not too bleak of a future. I hope that there is a solution, obviously. It's something we can continue to discuss in future episodes. And, of course, if you would like to listen to previous episodes... It's as simple as going back in the player. We have seven previous episodes on this very topic we've been discussing, and we hope that you will join us for the next episode. And thank you so much, Terrence. I look forward to the next one. Take care. <laughs>